1: 18 plus. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
2: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, a mind opening Bible teacher, host of Bible Mysteries Podcast. Scott Mitchell has been a student of the Bible, Bible history, and biblical mysteries for 40 plus years. His careers have spanned music, legal support, and technology. He has pastored a Bible church in Texas founder of the Unlock the Bible Now ministry. After years of study, Scott found the key to unlocking the secrets in the Bible. Armed with a Pauline passage to be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God, Scott began Bible Mysteries podcast and his utbnow.com website to share the truth about what the world is trying to hide. Scott, welcome back. How have you been?
3: I've been wonderful George and how about yourself All
2: is good boy you do great work my friend you really do
3: Well thank you we're out there doing our best with the time we have left
2: <laughs> What was it that first got you interested in biblical studies
3: You know um seeing some truth in high school uh early high school began to get me interested and, and oddly enough Um, It was through my sister who was dating a a boy that uh, ended up being a close friend of mine, but um, that boy's father was a pastor and teacher, and I began attending a Bible class there. And it it just so happens that um, in my adolescence, around 12 or 13, I began to have recurring nightmares of uh, demonic type things, uh oh and I w- was not raised in a religious home, so I didn't know where this was coming from. But when I started to attend this Bible class, the subject matter was uh demonology, and I, I began to understand that you know you 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 the more you understand something, the less you fear it. And so it, it the, the dreams stopped, the nightmares stopped, and uh, I began to study the scriptures as a result of that. Good I was you. about fifteen, maybe.
2: Now, tell us the context of the Bible and the fallen angels. What is the Bible version?
3: Well, the Bible version is that the angelic realm has been around for many, many thousands of years prior to mankind, as far as I'm concerned. And um, these uh, were... There was a kingdom. It's the kingdom of God still. But before there was a man, there were angels and different uh, angelic beings, and at some point there was an insurrection by one particular cherub named Lucifer who decided that to rebel because he wanted more than his position. He, he appears to have been a king of some sort, of the earth. And in this rebellion, a third of the angels joined him. They were defeated. Uh, there was some sort of an intergalactic war that took place, and the uh, resulting chaos and destruction was the planet we find in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 it's without form and void and there's darkness and there's there's destruction so we believe that that was the uh, the wrath of god poured out upon that angelic realm that rebelled and god in his mind said i can do better with dirt than i can do with you created beings so he made adam and gave man dominion of the earth, and the angels have been angry ever since, and have been the fallen ones, and they've been trying to take it back. Uh, so the war continues on, and we're just the latest group of individuals that God is trying to demonstrate, as far as I'm concerned, his great love and mercy in giving mankind this opportunity for redemption, which he did not give the angels that rebelled. Uh, they have a judgment to come, and so do men, but we have a choice. And... Um, and we can choose to believe on the the salvation that god provided and live with them eternally or we can choose to join the rebel factions of angels yeah. if if we want
2: scott what is the coming great deception
3: well we believe it involves these angels and i personally think that they are masquerading as aliens that what uh, and and the The narrative seems to be shifting a little bit because for the longest time it's been, you know, there are extraterrestrials, there's life on other planets, and there's still many people that believe that and think so. But even with the latest uh, limitations of uh, disclosure coming from the Pentagon through congressional hearings – the narrative is starting to shift from extraterrestrial to interdimensional, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the deception is going. to They're going to try to convince us these are beings that are maybe interdimensional beings, uh, but in fact, I believe they are the fallen angels and their minions. Uh, they're known as principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places in the Bible in Ephesians chapter six.
2: Now, what does your gut tell you? Do you think you're they're interdimensional or not?
3: I'm beginning to wonder about that. You know, I, I have no um, reason to argue that there could be interdimensional aspects to these beings, but I'm, I'm not so sure, you know, when you think of things like the Marvel multiverse and stuff like that, yeah. which may or may not be true, you know, it's just fiction, but um, is it possible that in reality, they're in our own realm, we just can't see them? Uh, they're in the same laws of physics that we occupy, but in the same way that, like, the ocean is teeming with life below the surface, but we just see water. You know, perhaps it's it's something like that. And I reference that based upon a, a, a passage of Scripture in Second Kings where a prophet named Elisha, or Elisha, however you like to say it, um, was trying to be killed by the army of the Syrian king. And uh, they surround Elisha and his servant, and the servant's like, oh no, we're de- we're dead men, we're done for, they're going to kill us. And um, Elisha said, no, nah, don't worry, there's more of us than there are of them. And the guy says, what are you talking about, it's just two of us. Well, this is Second Kings chapter 6, but Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And when the Lord opened the servant's eyes, he looked, and the mountains were filled with the chariots of God and with his host or army. So it's possible that they were always there, but we just don't have eyes to see them any longer. Perhaps there was a time when we could see these entities, such as Eve in the garden Mm -hmm. discussing with the serpent, you know.
2: Well, why pose as aliens? What's their motivation for that?
3: Well, it would seem to me that there's coming some kind of war whether it's going to be an attack from the skies as aliens maybe entities posing as one faction or another and another faction of angels comes to be our rescuers or whether they're perhaps slowly giving us technology through some sort of a contractual arrangement which we can discuss later but um they're going to allow us enough uh rope to hang ourselves so to speak we may be um uh, piloting some of these Delta-looking craft, and that's humans doing it. But ultimately, we're going to have so much power that war could be leading to ultimate destruction like a nuclear uh, war. And or and it may simply be a nuclear war, but they intervene to stop us from destroying ourselves. And we'll look upon them as these heroes, these saviors, these Asgardian, Nordic-type um, you know, rescuers of some type, when in fact they may be hiding a more sinister form.
2: What do they want, Scott? What's their motive?
3: The motive seems to be, uh, a, a, and some postulate that this is a contest in a sense, you know. Uh, after this rebellion, God said to Satan and his angels, because Lucifer became the dragon, yeah. uh, and maybe always was the dragon, but... <clears throat> He he is the enemy, the adversary, Satan, and so he may have challenged the unfairness in his mind. You you know you can't punish us. We're this, we're that, and uh, and so this is almost like a test. As as the story of Job is similar. You know, God said, "Have you seen him? He's righteous." And the devil said, "Ah, do this to him, and he'll curse you to your face." So uh, I, I suspect all of this is like a legal challenge. And ultimately, it's for the destruction, it's to prove that God is just in all that he's doing, and that the the fallen angels are unjust.
2: That's conceivable. It truly is. And and if there's truly this great deception underway, we could be into a big, big problem, right?
3: Yes, especially if uh, the narrative continues the way it's going, because if these Supposed uh, rescuers or heroes come down and they say, uh, "We are in fact your uh, ancestors. We seeded you. You know, there's this panspermia idea that you know Earth was seeded with the DNA of these more intelligent beings, or our own species from the future, or something like that. Whatever the whatever their theory is." that um, they'll come back and say, hey, you're now ready for your next step of evolution. Uh, we have this um, uh, pill you can swallow or an injection you can take or this technology we can incorporate into your human genome, and they'll manipulate the genealogy of man or the, or the genetic makeup of man, and we become hybrids as they were back in Genesis 6. The angels definitely have been genetically manipulating humanity for quite a while.
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void. by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This uh,
2: creation of hiding as aliens does not negate the fact that there could be real aliens from other planetary sources, Right
3: it certainly could be true uh, i'm i'm of the opinion that they may not be uh, i don't rule it out and say it's impossible uh, there could in fact be other beings in other other worlds but there's so much emphasis on the on the earth and and we could say well we don't know about any of the battles going on in other star systems and other galaxies but if that was the case, why fight over this one rock? If there's billions or millions of Earth-like planets, yeah. you know what? What's the what's the fascination with this one? And I, I think it has a lot to do with this is this is the only one. This is the one that God created for a purpose, and this is where His throne is, uh, and this is where Lucifer wants to reign because he wants to be like God.
2: Some believe that the governments are in cahoots with the aliens or the fallen ones secretly. What's your thoughts on that?
3: I think that's true. In fact, that would explain to me the obfuscation of um, all of the disclosure that's trying to be held through congressional hearings to get somebody in the government or the Pentagon or somewhere to admit what we have here. You know, you've heard of the testimonies of men like David Grush and others yeah. who, who say, and notice the term they use is non-human biologics is what they claim they have, instead of coming out and saying they're aliens. And uh, I believe they're aware of the fact that these are demonic beings and, and fallen angels because you know, there was that story that many people say is corroborated about Eisenhower in 1953, and some sort of a contract was made between this government and the Greys or whoever the entities were pretending to be. And I suspect there might be similar contracts with other nations, but in our nation, allegedly, they said in exchange for advanced technology, uh, you allow us to abduct people for genetic experimentation, which to me is what the alien abduction program is all about. Mm-hmm. To manipulate human DNA for the purposes of whatever their goals are,
2: they I seem think. to bring the abduct the abducted person back. Don't you think? Yeah,
3: they. they it, I mean, in almost many cases. I don't know of a single abduction experience where the person was abducted and then killed. Although there could be some, uh, but most most accounts uh, are, are viewed by the average person as yeah, they're taken in a spaceship somewhere. They experiment them in, a, in some form of an operating room, and then they bring them back. But we've interviewed abductees. We've talked to people and authors and specialists on our show, Bible Mysteries. And I'm of the conclusion that they're they're trying to breed hybrid human, quote-unquote, aliens, although it's more like Nephilim from Genesis 6. They're actually Uh, angelic beings or something, fallen angels that are doing this. And the aim is to either reduce the population of the earth to 500 million, like Georgia Guidestones encourages, or to create this army to fight against the Lord when he comes back.
2: Take a few moments here, Scott, and tell us about the uh, podcast, the Bible Mysteries podcast.
3: Yeah, we started the podcast uh, in, in 2020, and it was to get this information out. Uh, we were we felt like churches aren't addressing this. They kind of bury their heads in the sand when it comes to things in the Bible, like the giants of Genesis 6 and, and many uh, uh, visions or appearances of angels, which we believe are what some think are UFOs, but that's really what they are. They're these angelic beings that have advanced technology. And there's many, many other things to that. So... We started the podcast with the idea that we wanted to reach people that maybe had never picked up a Bible in their life. But uh, they would hear a topic like this and sort of be, like, shocked out of their senses. That's in the Bible? And the hope was they would have an interest in digging a little deeper to see what other things there might be and maybe realize that some of the answers maybe they were looking for, because there's many people that have these questions. They're seeing these things going on in the world today, and they're wondering, what is happening? I think people sense something's not right, but there's a lot of cognitive dissonance out there, and we don't want people to fall for the deception that's going to come as, oh, these are our alien uh, space brothers, they're here to help us, you know. It's like the, what are the six scariest words? We're here, we're from the government and we're here to help or something yeah. like that.
2: Take us to your leader or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the possibility of extraterrestrials, fallen angels, are they after our soul? Is that the goal?
3: You know, I'm not so sure that's a prize they can obtain, because a soul... So if you think about a human being as being composed of three parts, much like God himself is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are body, soul, and spirit. So in that sense, we are created in the image of God. My my view of that is the physical body is the house of the soul, and the soul houses the spirit. So when a person dies, let's say, it is their spirit and soul that continue on. I don't know that these fallen entities can do anything with that. God is in control of that. So it's not like they might be able to uh, steal the body and do experiments to it and even impregnate uh, women that have been abducted. But they can't take a soul. You know, There's this Faustian idea that the devil is in hell trying to steal your soul. Well, he's not in hell that's a, that's the realm he's going to be condemned to at some point in the Lake of fire, so he's not actually in hell waiting or anything with a pitchfork. He's actively involved in manipulating nations against nations and and these angelic battles that are going on. so the soul to me is not what he's after. He's, he's trying to get humanity to worship him and rebel against the God of creation. That, that seems to be his, his M.O.
2: So you have no doubts there is evil out there, and there are demons.
3: Absolutely. And and the demons, you know, when you think about it, you you pick up a Bible and you start reading, and suddenly you run into an encounter with an evil spirit like Jesus casting out devils in the New Testament. And I read that many times, even though I wasn't raised religiously. At some point, I started to get interested in the Bible and study it, and I would read a passage and never think to ask, well, where did these unclean spirits come from? Why are they here? Did, why would they just exist? God didn't make them that way. Why would he create evil spirits? So you begin to dig deeper, and you start to find out that, well, they had to come from somewhere, and... Um, we believe that they're the disembodied spirits of the hybrid Nephilim or giants of Genesis 6, where the sons wow. of God took the daughters of men. And we postulate that because they're not fully human, they don't have souls. Uh, they have a spirit, which is the unclean spirit. But when they died in the flood of Noah, they were doomed. And according to the book of Enoch, which is not in the Bible, but it's considered historical. Um, they, they are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim doomed to roam the earth, which is why they seek to possess human bodies and do other sorts of mischief.
1: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico,
0: Sumo Play.